Welcome back to Podcast Suicida. No, your ears aren't deceiving you. I know we've been gone for a while and we did not announce we would be gone. But here we are, season two of Podcast Suicida. Um, I'm joined here by Bell Time Seb. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Season yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. And Big Dave Uso. Welcome back. Big Dave was out in the desert for some time. I got to visit him for a little bit. Dave, how was Arizona? Great. For the first month and week that I was there. And then <laughs> everybody left and I was alone for Aww. a week and a half. <laughs> Aww. Then I turned into a taxi driver. Um, <laughs> My last week there, I just did nothing for the most part. So That's tough. Except I you played golf, right? Didn't you play golf one of those days? I did. I knocked off one of my bucket list courses. So Dave's the CEO of That's old awesome. company. Yeah. And Dave's moving up. Yeah. I heard them putt shack business discussions. I'm sure there's some politics going on at putt shack, much like the WWE AEW locker rooms. Um, yeah, but I'm the locker room leader. So everybody yeah. likes me. Hey. Um, yeah, you like CM Punk. You call yourself the locker room leader. Yeah, we're going to call it, um, let's see, instead of wrestler's court, shacker's court. Shacker's court. Nice. Uh, and there's, there's there's four of us, but one of us is not here. Um, he may show up at some point, but he did have quite a busy schedule. We got a little messed up with the schedule this week. We were originally supposed to record yesterday. Things changed. Dave had a flight, so we're recording today. But Big Gene Lesnar, we're thinking of you, and who knows, maybe we'll be speaking to you soon. But we have missed quite a quite a bunch of news over the past few months. I would say if we were going to choose a 3 month period to miss, I think we picked the right one out of the wrestling calendar. And it wasn't much. But well, there there, there no. has been some stuff lately. So, I mean, Seb, you have the agenda. Is there any certain place you want to start off with? Uh, I was going to say that there was a a lot of things that happened. Maybe not like on the wrestling programs per se, but everything outside of wrestling, it was just like I will be right back. Hectic three months. Let's see the f- straight from Mania on to now. First thing that comes to mind is uh Vince finding his way back into the company. That was kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. The the whole the whole buyout thing with UFC. Oh d- we were gonna we were gonna do or thinking about doing a pod like so quick after that that was that was groundbreaking stuff i I would never think that ufc was gonna go and go ahead and buy the wwe that was that was really crazy and unexpected um and now fast forward i mean they have merged into the company i don't know if you guys know of uh the name but they are whale incorporated i'm not even joking like whale like the ocean um, not the ocean but like the movie oh uh, yeah like, like the movie like the animal yes like the animal okay. yeah <laughs> like the hartford whalers yeah i i just uh i'm never gonna call them that but that's their that's their new company name what else happened shit uh cm punk came back cm punk came back <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind but seb's right like the fucking vince shit was crazy it's just been so long since that happened that yeah, I sort of like, I don't know, blocked it out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh the CM Punk stuff was wild. And um within that return, and we're actually gonna talk about it today. Um, it seems like to me personally, like a 
the the wrestling media finally got the the veil pulled off of them we just ended up seeing like a lot of um misinformation thrown around some hit pieces some people getting exposed there was some there was a little bit of a uh, drama on CM Punk's behalf as well but for him it was more of trying to stir the pot up i guess for programming whereas with the other people stirring up the pot is more of a different type of agenda as as best as i could put it really AEW has a new show that's happened yep i like that show better than dynamite so far only been what two episodes yeah dynamite was pretty good on wednesday by the way it was pretty good you know they had a low hit like apparently like the ratings the rating wasn't yeah i wonder why I wonder why too after that that banger pay-per-view sports is over basically <laughs> or like playoffs yeah I, I don't know i don't know what happened what else what else um the bloodline split up the bloodline split up kayfabe wise bloodline split up we had i mean oh. we're, we're gonna get into forbidden door but we had a, another i mean he's the best bout machine for a reason we had another kenny classic that is just yeah i mean in the in the past two years, he probably has. It's not even the best two years wrestling wise of his career, but he's probably had more, more like incredible matches in the past two years than most wrestlers have in their entire career. Facts. And it's just like, it's I know crazy. we can get jaded, and AEW is not always great, and we can get jaded about certain things outside the ring and whatnot, and maybe it's not the best promo ever. But at the end of the day, like, there's nothing like watching a great wrestling match, and He's given us some of the best. So I definitely jumped the gun there. We're definitely going to talk about Forbidden Door, but that is something that is of significance that has happened in the past three months. I got another one, but uh, before before I mention it, um, I've come to realize, I think, especially within these past three months that I haven't recorded, uh, a lot of companies, I just, I don't want to say one's better than the other anymore. I, I realize a lot of companies are are great at what they do. Uh, I think WWE is fantastic when they want to be on the character and storyline aspect of wrestling, whereas AEW more times than not are good on the wrestling portion, like just wrestling itself. And some people might say certain things about Impact. Some people might say certain things about NJPW. Like if you want like a hard-hitting style, or whatever you watch on njpw just like uh game changer wrestling gcw they're they're like pretty much the number one place for hardcore wrestling if you want that stuff you you watch that so like it depends on what you want to watch as a wrestler they all do certain certain things that are better than the other but just because they do i wouldn't uh say one company is better than the other as a whole. i think both people who like both are people who only who like one over the other because we know people who love AEW and are ready to shit on WWE. And then obviously we know people who love WWE and are ready to shit on AEW. Mm-hmm. I just hate how excited they both get when the other company is um, in right? the shits. Yeah, it's I like, I want both companies to be good. And I feel like AEW definitely went through a rough period. But I was never like taking joy in it. And some people, they would never admit it. But they definitely were. Like, I knew this thing sucked. This fucking <laughs> billionaire <laughs> project. And I'm definitely like... I think AEW has long-term issues with, yes, you can have all the great wrestlers and these great matches, but most of, a lot of the 
what wrestling is, is building a story. And I think they've struggled with that where WWE has been on the roll with it almost better than they ever have in the past, not across the board. I mean, you look at the attitude era and whatnot, but they, they caught lightning in the bottle with this Roman Reigns storyline. Uh, so obviously they've been killing it with the storylines, but let's say this ends because someday it will end. Eventually their WWE will go through a stale period and I'm not going to be like, or I wouldn't like it if AEW fans were like, oh, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just weird. You should just like wrestling. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's yeah, sort of I how agree. I feel. Um, definitely. I agree. It's, it's, it's weird. Like I said, depends on what you want to watch, what your tastes are. But doesn't make everything bad because it's not your taste. Yeah. Um, the thing, the one thing I thought of in these past three months, Shiki Baby. Oh, uh, yeah. And somebody him. died today, uh, draws the guy who oh. broke his neck. I remember that dark side with the brawl for all. He was featuring that. Yeah, he unfortunately passed today. He was in a lot of pain for the past 20-something years of his life. I didn't Sadly. even hear about that. I just yeah. saw it. I just saw it like 10 minutes before we started recording. They, um, because the SmackDown is t- obviously going to be taped because they're doing it in the UK. So they're, it's, yeah. go- it's going on right now. And damn, um, they're actually probably going through the last segment right now, but they announced it at the top of the show there. So then when they announced it at the show there, they tweeted it out at the same time. Mm. Damn, he was 54. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, bro got dropped on his neck, was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was it was in a tough tough spot. Yeah, Iron Sheik lived to like eighty two or eighty one, which is pretty good for two hundred years in wrestler in wrestling (laughs) years. Seriously, you you have cat years, dog years, like eighty one's ancient for a wrestler, and all the shit that guy did and put in his body, right? uh, Steroids, cocaine, probably every drug you can imagine. That's a very long life. <laughs> That's a very long life uh, for, for him. So, But yeah, definitely a guy who a lot of people do give him a lot of credit. But I think there are some people who don't understand how massive of a deal he was. Yeah, no, Iron Sheik was huge. Yeah, it was a Iron huge Sheik deal. Iron was that guy. Sheiky, yeah. baby. And obviously, yeah, obviously some of the best shoot interviews. <laughs> yeah. um, some of, if not the best, like just immediate laughter as soon as you turn them on. And then Howard Stern segments, just bro, crazy. Just bro a crazy never, man. he never held back in them shoot interviews. He, he'd tell you like it is, <laughs> in his own uh, twisted, <laughs> weird way. How about Dominic Mysterio's rise in the past three months? Holy yeah. shit! And the Bad Bunny, the backlash at, and the, at, in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Yeah, just amazing stuff. Just amazing stuff. Uh, Dom, just just going, and that's. That's something I'd like to see AW go do a little more is like, I'm not sure. And again, this is sort of something WWE may have fell into, but it's like you take this dude and you're pushing him as just a normal wrestler, Rey Mysterio's son, tag team yeah. partner. He's no. got that, that fit. Like I, I, I was never a fan of his ring attire. It was like the, he looked yeah. kind of like, like a cosplay of a Power Ranger, not even a Power Ranger, like a cosplay of a Power Ranger. But then they they slowly turn him into this hateable thing, and it's and, and it's not go away heat. It's it the, he's booed out of respect, which is right where you want to be. So yeah, like you said, props to Dom, and then uh, 
Bad Bunny as well. It's and, and Logan Paul. We're just seeing these wrestlers yeah. where even the biggest wrestling fan, biggest mark, you can't be upset if these guys are going. These guys could do whatever they want, and they're spending time like actually trying to get better at wrestling, and they're obviously like passionate about it, and that's all you can wish for. Uh, so I have no issues with the Logan Paul stuff, with the Bad Bunny stuff. I think it's all awesome to say. The only thing I'll say about Logan Paul, um, we're not going to do a Money in the Bank review today because it's tomorrow as of the day we're recording, so we won't be able to get it out in time. But um, the only thing that scares me about Logan Paul is that I saw today that Vince um reportedly wants him to win money in the bank he's pushing hard mm. for him yeah, and triple so. h are going back and forth between Shit, man the he's winner. had some bangers man logan paul's had some bangers we don't need a, a celebrity who's he already had his world title fight in, in saudi arabia that too another one like if he's already getting thrown world title fights without doing anything so mm. why does he need the money in the bank to begin yeah. with i don't need a I, seth logan trilogy or some bullshit facts. i think uh, I think a positive would be all of the media he does and whatnot. He can bring the brief briefcase around, and that would get a lot of eyes, a lot more eyes on WWE. They already he got doesn't that need a win. Him. He doesn't need a win when he cashes in because he is like a goof. At the end of the day, he is a goofball. Like that's his character. So I wouldn't. They need I don't a know. good cash in. They haven't had a good cash in in a long time. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, they've been doing a lot of goofiness. Where are the past with, with few cashes? Theory cashed in for the for U.S. title years. last year and lost. Yeah. The Biggie one was lame. Biggie, Biggie one was because lame. They were, it was, it was, was literally just to get a rating against AEW. The Otis thing. The Otis thing was Otis a waste lost of time. to the Miz. But then, I mean, the Miz cashed in on Drew, which wasn't necessarily terrible, except for the fact that he then lost the title two weeks later to Bob. Yeah, like just getting his ass kicked. And then, who won in twenty before that? Twenty nineteen. Was that Brock? Yeah, that, I think that so. might have been the Brock one. He's either 2018 or 2019. For it was sure. the yep, yep. And yep. then the few years before that was like Braun. Baron You're right, Dave. The past five years have not been good with the money in the bank. Do you just go with so? It has guess, to be meaningful again. By the time people hear this, they'll know, and we'll know. Yeah, but yeah. do you go with LA Knight? Do you just go with who the fans want? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a chance to create an app like uh, like no pun intended to his character a megastar. <laughs> He's right. Yeah, you would create a new megastar. Um, La Knight. I think the briefcase is perfect for his character. Mm-hmm. It also helps that he, he is a heel, even though he gets like the craziest cheers right now. Besides Roman, um, but it's perfect for his character. I could see him doing some really um goofy, sneaky type of stuff with that briefcase and really holding it for a while and building like like kind of a mystique around it. Like usually, how people with the money in the bank used to have it. Like if they're holding for a while, oh, you don't know I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it when I feel like it, and you just never knew when it was coming. Like for the past five years, we've had a lot of um, money in the bank holders be like, oh, I'm gonna like I'm declaring that I'm gonna cash it in on this night. We're gonna have a match, blah blah blah, or they will go cash in on not the world title because I mean that person wasn't really fit to beat Roman or or whatever. It's just like a lot of like. I don't know how to explain it, but the cash-ins haven't been that meaningful or like even them holding the briefcase hasn't been that meaningful. Like they, it's kind of just like a one and done type of deal. They haven't got a lot of care with the, Mm. with the briefcase. So 
I'm, I'm also I'm, I'm also done case. with I'm also done with the whole trope of the women cashing in in fucking four seconds. Yo, seriously, seriously. Mm. I think bro. they've cashed in on the show like three times. It might be more. I mean, yeah, most of their cash-ins is like immediate. And then one of the cash-ins was Oscar was finally holding it a little bit, I think, or it might have been the next day on Raw mm-hmm. when she won during COVID, mm-hmm. and she just yeah, dropped the that. belt because Becky was pregnant. Exactly. Yep. Stuff like that, man. We we just we need more care into the briefcase. Make make a thing of it. Yeah, yeah. And it, I I miss the old just black briefcase. It was so much cooler. It it, it looked like they meant business. It looks like a briefcase. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a briefcase. I guess this one's easier to market and sell because it says money in the bank and it like it stands out. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who else is in the match for men? Then Damian we can move Priest. on because again, Damian Priest. Damian Priest is in there. Um, he's Ricochet. the other guy that I think could win. He's a dark horse. If he wins, I won't be terribly mad. I just think LA Knight's the perfect decision. But Priest is is cool. Um, Santos Escobar. Yep. There. Yep. You're not winning. I think the match is going to be fucking sick. Oh, absolutely, for sure. It's going to be great. Uh, let me see who else is in there in the match. Uh, Oh, we got um Butch, a Butch, uh, formerly known as Peter Pete Dunn. Peter Dunn, uh, Shinsuke, the Bruiser, and that's right? it. It's uh, seven guys this year. Wow, which is a nice smooth number, I guess. Yeah. Went from six to like eight to like ten one year, I think. Yeah, ten's too many. Ten's yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a force. It's too many uh, people in a ring. It just gets it turns to a clusterfuck at that point. Yeah. Yeah. There's no room to do your spots. Yeah. Um, what's next on the agenda? Let's see. Wrestling media. Mm, boo. Here's a question. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to hear y'all perspective from this. Yeah, uh, please. Is is it getting worse than it usually has been in the past few years? Like we we know wrestling media was always on its bullshit. But it wasn't as apparent as I think it has been recently. I think there's just more of it. Yeah. Because now you have two bigger companies. And then I feel like people are just so quick to try to get the first report out. They want to be the person who breaks uh-huh. like the next mm-hmm. big story because of how many there have been over the past couple of years. So it's like they're, these guys who haven't gotten one or even have, they're just like fiending for those clicks. And it's more so than ever. So they're so quick to report some stories that may or may not even be true. That's what I was asking. And, I'm like, and I'm you like, see, you see more so now, which is probably because there's more false reports coming out of wrestlers calling people out, just being like, "You guys," are, you know, <laughs> and just, and then everybody gets to laugh at them. So it's almost like you know, it's a win-win because maybe they break the story, or maybe we get to laugh at them. Mm. Credibility is just like out the window more than it more than it has been like especially with the like the wwe purchase that first story that broke yeah that saudi yeah. arabia bought them everybody mm-hmm. freaked out and turns out it was fake and then more recently with the cm punk story dave Meltzer putting his emotions into the reporting and saying that the AEW locker room is even worse than it has been ever before and you have someone who like we all know he doesn't really like cm punk and Eddie Kingston come out and say that story's bullshit. It's just not true at all. 
So I just wanted to like, I don't know, get you get your thoughts on that. Gabe, you have anything? Yeah, I think I think a few things. I think it's easier to be no dishes. Obviously, I love wrestling. I'm talking about it right now. I we you guys know I love wrestling and respect it as an art form and everything. But I think someone who goes to journalism school, most of them, people who work hard to become journalists, work on like the integrity part of it, checking their sources, all that shit. They're not thinking about going to become wrestling. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of wrestling journalists and the people at these scrums are like they're like failed comedians or they're former wrestlers or like they're just fans who are like, all right, I'm going to blog about wrestling. And they get really excited when they are in the news, like you said. And I think it is about getting their name out there in particular. And I also think wrestlers, and I might have mentioned this to you, Seb, or you, Dave, I can't remember who, but I had this there. I was thinking the other day, like with all these shoot interviews, especially guys from like the 80s. Oh, it's the Iron Sheik and what? Yeah. These guys work. They, they're wrestlers. They work for they work people for a living. So how do we know they aren't just working us in these shoot interviews? Especially when it's like this guy drank a hundred and five beers that night. Blow, you know half the <laughs> shit that comes out of Ric Flair's mouth is bullshit. Anyways, right. these guys could be working journalists just for the fuck of it. I've heard that in the past. People at WWE be like, yeah, like Dave Meltzer, that he just gets fucking worked. Like you <laughs> heard that at the end of the day, and I do think I do respect Dave Meltzer for like. He is he is the face of wrestling journalism, and there is none of it without it. And it, it makes wrestling seem more credible when people are really taking time to write about it and have um, in-depth conversation about it, opposed to just watching it uh, like a television show. Like, I think that's really cool. And I don't know where we are. I don't even know if we're doing this podcast without like people like Dave Meltzer. But mm-hmm. he obviously has a very close relationship with the Bucks. They've always, they can do no wrong in his eyes. And that's going to come into play, whether whoever's wrong or not, we don't know because we don't have a credible journalist to actually give us facts. Right. We don't have like in basketball. It's like, okay, Woj tweeted this. That's got to be the done deal. TMZ. I mean, I I hate to call them journalism, but (laughs) when you know something's legit once TMZ has come out and reported or a lot of these other outlets where like I've heard Nick Hausman, who if you follow the scrums and whatnot. He, I heard him on this podcast. I love listening to. He goes on. They always get him though, because, and I do think, and I like these guys, but I do think they do it because they think it's going to bring him more clicks. Because this guy's just not that compelling. He's not that entertaining. He totally. He tries to ironically be a mark for himself. I've I've heard him do that a couple times, but it's like, no, you're not being ironic. You really do love yourself, and you love the fact that your name's out there, and you don't care how it got out there. So, and that's another guy who was like in comedy. Like this guy didn't, didn't go fucking, maybe he did. I don't know. But I doubt he like went to journalism school or shit. He's or, one of the people that started, started the brawl out shit. Yeah. Yeah. CM Punk, that question, I got him riled up. I think, and this is funny because on the rich, on, on, on our, on the last episode of our podcast. Are you going to say it? I was going to ask discourse thing. So the discourse yes, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I was talking about NBA discourse and whatnot, and Dave and AJ was like, our, our guest at the time, AJ was like, I, I think this is more a discussion about discourse in general. And I think it's the same way with journalism, like with wrestling. Like I think it's it's something in general that we we have to talk about. Like, just get the get it right. Like you <laughs> said, Dave. Like get or or Seb. I, I'm not sure who said it, but it doesn't have to be about who's first. It's about did you get it right. And I've seen I've seen that I I saw it 
the poor the recent Porzingis and I had something else that was on my mind. I can't remember it, but the like the recent Porzingis trade with the Celtics, Shams was breaking all the stuff first, but then it fell through, and Shams was sort of tweeting it like a done deal, and other guys were tweeting it like a done done deal, but it didn't happen. And then Woj wasn't first, but he had the clearest. And sometimes Shams doesn't tweet wrong stuff. Actually, Shams is legit. He doesn't tweet stuff that's wrong, but he'll tweet like before Woj, I'll see. But then Woj will have the tweet that has all the details and context to whatever the mm-hmm. tweet was. Um, and I think that kind of stuff is important. And you guys can talk because I totally forgot. No, was that, that was uh, that was really great. And I'm, I'm glad you kind of uh, connected the two worlds there between other sports and wrestling because i was gonna ask you know maybe it's just journalism in general because there, there is a lot of that going on especially in the nba too now um where it's like a lot of people will go listen to somebody who might not have the the league's best interest in mind and they just want to have like something very eye-catching or like uh whatever all the time instead of like finding a credible source or whatever yeah. So yeah, same thing's happening in wrestling too. Um it's just I don't know, man. That that's why I personally I've stuck by um JD from New York for like almost it's coming up on 10 years, which is crazy to think about. But I've always been on his channel because How are you guys celebrating? Oh, I'm gonna he ain't gonna listen to this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send him some bread. There you go. I'm gonna send him some bread. I'm gonna tell him how much I appreciate him, just because it's like every time he reports a story, he not is never focused on being first. He will get like all the sources. He has a bunch of guys who dig for sources and stuff and give him back information, and then he gives you a clear cut kind of breakdown of what's going on in his own opinion, and that's usually who I get my news from, if not Twitter, but. Twitter is like kind of dicey because of what exactly what we're talking about. It's such a mess. I mean, and if it's a mess all over, we're talking about media in general, you know, wrestling media is going to be even worse just because it's like, it's fairly new when it comes to the media world. Um, When it comes to people covering it, like a lot of people, like these scrums are fairly new, at least to North America. And then I hate the fucking, (laughs) Seb, you know, I hate this. You'll just see a random article by one of these sites, like WWE Hall of Famer. It says John Cena should go kill himself, <laughs> and it will be like the least. It will be like the least famous WWE, most obscure WWE Hall of Famer ever that you didn't even know was in the WWE Hall of Fame. And in that, it won't even be really what they said. It will be something completely out of context. And that's the kind of Coco stuff that sucks. Or some shit too. <laughs> you know, even worse, bro. It will be like some random like writer. Disco the, yeah, yeah. It will be some writer who got in. Who got in somehow or something? Yeah, the clickbait is crazy. The clickbait is is it's awful. the worst with wrestling. It's the worst with you know who else does it? The fucking NFL will do it because I don't oh, really? see this from other leagues. But the NFL will be like for former Patriots quarterback moving on to wherever, and you're like, oh Brady. And it's like <laughs> no, it's not Brady. It's fucking like um, it would be like I somebody. I don't even want to go. I don't even want to say a name anybody would know because it would be somebody so irrelevant that played for the Patriots in like 2011 for a week. Yeah. Dave, what are your thoughts, man? Or if you want to add on anything. The only wrestling media person that I actually like follow on Twitter and I don't even follow them 
for their reporting is Sean Ross. He's good. He's, Sean Ross good. Like, I don't really listen to his reports, but if I'm, like, watching SmackDown or watching Raw or whatever, usually he's also watching. And I'll just, like, I'll look at something and then I'll go onto Twitter just to see what, like, he thinks about it. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, I value his opinion. It's just, like, it just has happened over time. Right. And plus his reports, because I don't follow anybody else, I don't know if he's coming out first or anything like that. But, I mean, very rarely do I see him report things wrong and when i do his next tweet is usually owning up to the fact that it's wrong yeah it's good that's good shit that's that's how it should be sean ross is one of the good ones yeah we should fuck around and make a top five (laughs) me and jay we're gonna do that like just top five like i mean we did it with studio analysts once we did a studio analyst draft for like all the sports um but we're gonna do that with like favorite media members just overall, not just like mm, wrestling. That's wrestling. what we should do. We should do drafts. That shit's so fun. Drafts are fun, yeah. Drafts are fun. for anything. All right. Top but, yeah. 10 Atlanta sports collapses. Oh, he's not here to defend <laughs> no, himself. No, no. So I'm here to, to defend himself. But why do you have to mention that shit, man? <laughs> uh, with on. the first pick, uh, let me tell you about Dante Hightower. Oh, no, no. That was good stuff. Damn, Gene. Uh, big Gene. All right, what's next? We got Forbidden Door review. Forbidden Door. That, that was terrible. That was <laughs> terrible. No, I thought it was good. And I thought it was good last year. And sadly, that doesn't really reflect on where the company's going when it's like just one-off matches. But I think this one kind of did because you had – yeah, I, I saw some stories actually move forward on this card. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I thought – I already talked about the Kenny match. And – Daniel Bryan, just legendary when you hear that he wrestled that long with just a really broken arm. Like, not, Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I really don't know how many guys would do that. He's insane. Um, I'd do it. That was sick. Uh, I thought the rest of the card's kind of a blur to me, but I thought I, it was enjoyable. The four-way match card? was fire. The four-way match was absolutely fire. Yes. Well, who was the four-way match? Garcia. Uh, Saber Junior. Katsuyori um, Shibata. Yeah, Shibata and, and Orange, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, that very match fun was match. Just, like all over the place in a good way. Yes, I agree. That, dude, that clip of Daniel Garcia is going legit viral. I've seen it in him emoting. Form. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I oh hate my God. that shit. I, I might think end it's up like so it funny. Yeah, no, it's it's so funny because he's just getting his ass beat and then he's just like humping them. <laughs> yeah. And the harder he gets hit, the harder he humps them. Crazy. That's a crazy statement just to make. Yeah. I love when he humps, you know? Yo. We're going to add him to the list of, of people you have a secret affection for? No. <laughs> no. Or not even secret because you make it pretty blatant. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we're only, uh, how long into the pod are we? This is a new record. Dave, Dave waited this long to be here. <laughs> <laughs> to get a little dusty on here. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna make a list for you, all your boyfriends. Um, let's see. We had uh the CM Punk and Satoshi Kojima match. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, I could agree. It was fine. My, my favorite part of the match was Punk just like working the crowd exactly. That clearly wasn't for him. <laughs> the match itself was just like whatever, but it definitely added to the match. It added to the match for sure. Wasn't Satoshi Kojima the first guy 
from NJPW to wrestle on AEW, or am I am I am I? Was he, I feel like he was before even Suzuki because I remember Suzuki coming fought, out and be like, no, "Oh fuck!" He, so Moxley fought Kojima, mm-hmm. and then after the match is when Suzuki came out. So Kojima was on All Out. Ah, uh, that's mm. when Suzuki came out. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he was wearing similar gear, and he looks a lot like the guy who was wrestling Moxley. So Gabe might be right. He might have been the first one. The yeah. first person to step through the forbidden door. <laughs> Kojima's cool. You know, for, for someone his age. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was fine. I, I'm not gonna Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. I'm not gonna give them charity points. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I like that they um for a match that had no build around it, it was literally booked a week before. And it was for the Owen Hart Cup tournament. I like how they kind of gave it some type of meaning there by putting it with the with the tournament it kind of added to the match otherwise like without that i don't know if it really would have hit mm. um but yeah that match was cool and it uh, was him by the way he was the one who fought moxley there you go i'm the aw historian uh sonata versus jungle boy what do you I, think about this match i like this match i loved the build up where it was um sonata's like this guy doesn't deserve to be in the same fucking ring as me. <laughs> I remember exactly what he said. Yeah, it was kind of those lines. It was, kinda, <laughs> but but then like I liked. I think it was Taz like pointed out the bullshit where he was like, "You issued an open challenge. What do you mean? Right? It was Taz. Like, you fucking said anybody can challenge for it. You can't <laughs> complain now." And then the turn. I, I just like the turn at the end too. Yeah, I think that's what everybody's talking about coming out of that match, though. I thought it was a pretty good match. I thought it was better work rate wise. I thought it was better than the first match. It was better than the first match for sure. I just, you know, I used to like Sonata. I just feel like he doesn't do it for me right now. Interesting. Yeah. Um. He he feels kind of vanilla, to be honest. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I don't know. I it, it, that match is also another one that I thought was fine. Yeah. Well, you said Jungle Boy was vanilla. No, no, no. Uh, Sonata. Oh, but I mean, Jungle Boy was getting to that state until they gave him yeah. some fresh to do. So his promo on Dynamite was I fucked right. with it, bro. I thought it was all right. I th- oh, really? in terms of like, I think he hit all like the basic <laughs> heel like tropes, which is what made it like. I think it was a good promo. I think it was on the good side, but I don't know. I love the energy, man. It's just that jacket he was wearing. I don't know what the fuck. I'm that still banging was. the baddest bitch in this place. Yeah, <laughs> he got crazy. I don't know if Gabe saw it yet because I, I haven't know. seen it. That was Damn. like the ten minutes of dynamite I missed. Damn. Yeah, no, I've been I, missing I, some. I've been, I, I've been. I've missed a few things in the past since we last met. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, you have. NBA yes, playoffs. He doesn't like wrestling, guys. He, I don't like wrestling. I just do this. Is, He's just writing our code. They begged me to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you know, it's fake, right? You know, all this stuff is fake, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not real. That's crazy. I stopped watching wrestling when I found out it was fake. Right. right. That's the One dumbest guy. I, I hate. I hate, that. I hate when people say that and they think I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, but yeah, you know what? It's real, you know what? But no, I'm don't you know it's real? <laughs> they think I'm going to be like, right. They it's think real I'm gonna to be me, like, No, wait. No, it's actually real now. <laughs> yeah, no, they actually like try to kill each other in there every week. Shit. I mean, Kenny Dude, like, Osprey, they hate each kind other of sometimes. Really <laughs> like not when there's like they're like 
not supposed to hit him, but like they do sometimes. Like it, it hurts. Every time someone says that, I'm not gonna lie. I just show them New Japan, and their eyes open a little bit. Show them fucking Ishii getting knocked out. Facts. Show them some crazy shit. They're like, damn. All right. The Elite, Hangman, Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, with Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii versus Blackpool Combat Club, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Shota Umino. What do we think about this match? I'm not going to lie. I was uh, personally, I'll let you guys take it, because I was in and out for this match, but what I saw, I really liked. What I saw, I really liked. wasn't the biggest fan of the finish, but what I saw, I really liked. You guys take it away. didn't bleed. Which threw me way off. He didn't bleed. You're right. I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah. He didn't bleed. Well, maybe it's because some people later on bled enough for the next six months of AEW. <laughs> but he bled the next night. I don't I don't necessarily remember a lot of this match, but I remember really liking it. Wow, guys, come on. <laughs> I was on, half dude. unconscious you... in my hotel bed, and I was also still yeah, super fucking, fucking annoyed from trying to figure out how to f- get the shit on my TV. I'm pretty yeah. sure I paid for the show twice. Crazy. No, no way. Crazy. So I got to look into that. But yeah, please, if you my th- get it, get it. My thing about not pirating and paying for shows, if I knew, if you told me in advance, this is going to be a five-star show, I would pay $60 for it. But my fear is, what if I pay the money and it sucks? Well, most of the time, AEW's pay-per-views are good. There are some misses here and there. I wouldn't have paid I, I for the past, like, three pay-per-views. I, I would have for the last... I trust AEW, but then you're also paying for the convenience of not having to flip yes. through streams and, yes. like, quality and shit like that. Yeah. That's where most of the... Like, that's where most of it is. So, it's realistically... Yeah. I'm willing to pay $30 to not have to deal with that for four hours. Is the, the is the is the show gonna give me the extra? Is not is the content on the show gonna make it worth the other twenty dollars? I would I I always trust AEW to do that, even if they don't. I trust them to do it every single time because of the shit that I've seen them do in the past. I'm with you to a point where if the build's not good, it's not worth fifty. Um, and that's where I've been with AEW for a while now. Where it's like the pay-per-views, I feel like they're not as good as they once were. I mean, this past one was good. But I feel like the show, they haven't been earning like the 50. It's like your competitor is putting on banger pay-per-views with banger storylines. And we just need to pay 10 bucks a month to a streaming service. To a streaming service that's pretty much a stream. Like a live stream with Peacock. Yeah, but it's still HD quality. We're not skipping around from part to part and shit, you know? Um, and we're not getting blocked. We're Which, not skipping around part to part. Absolutely. I You don't have that inconvenience. What inconvenience I've been finding with Peacock is quality drop and the ads out of nowhere. I hate that shit. I fuck, and then if I want to like go back to a certain po- point of the show, mm. it'll just fast forward to the live part. And then I get fucking spoiled. I'm like, bro. Like it, it's just I hate Peacock. I despise it. Like I I am still paying for Peacock for some reason. I swear to God, I've canceled it twice now. I'm still paying for oh, this no. shit. So I, I'm gonna uh, make sure I have the money in the bank. I'm I'm done. I normally agree with you. Don't ask me why, but I was up at like 5 a.m. when I watched Backlash. 
but I wasn't watching it live and I was able to bounce around. I was on my phone watching it. I was able to like bounce around from part to part and pause it and go back. That, I'll, I'll agree. When, when it's not live, yeah. you could do that. When it's live, like mm. I get it, you know, the, the time spot's going to be where it is. But on the old network, if it was live, I could just go back mm. like from the beginning of the show and I don't have to be caught up and it wouldn't just skip to the foot. Like that shit annoys me, especially uh, what was the last pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia? That shit. Crown Jewel? Was it Crown Jewel? I don't know. It, oh, no, no, the, no. Night of Champions, right? Night of Champions. I got spoiled for like three matches trying to watch the pay-per-view. Yeah. That shit's insane. Insane. So. Yeah, I don't know, but I definitely agree. Like, um, it has to be worth paying like $50, $60 for a pay-per-view. I, I'm kind of on both of y'all sides. Um, I, I kind of trust AEW in that position, though. But then again, I've never paid 50 or 60 for any of the pay-per-views. So mm-hmm. I can't really say too much. Damn, I was going to say something I forgot. Damn. <laughs> Maybe hey, was, it about the, was it about the show? Was it about the match that we... No. No, not it, talk was, about it. it was something connected. It was, we'll move on. <laughs> Maybe it'll pop back up. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. It was fine. Fine. Yeah. I wasn't offended. Was not offended at all. I think the, the thing I appreciate about Willow, other than I have a crazy crush on her, is she actually works like a wrestler. Like a lot of women you see, they, they they look like they're almost scared to hit. Like most of them, not all of them, but they're, they're like kind of hitting in a way that is not believable. Where Willow, when she's in there, like, yeah, she comes out bubbly and stuff or whatever. But when she's in the ring and that and, and the bell's turned on, she's like fucking you up. Mm. And I appreciate that a lot. She's probably my favorite women's wrestler in AW right now. Besides maybe Tony Storm, maybe. I'd have to think about it. But. Oh, and I also want to give um, a little shout out. Uh, I said this in the chat already, so th- these guys probably know. But uh, a little shout out to Sky Blue. She's really have, uh, she's improved like crazy within the past year. And she's kind of coming into her own. She, she kind of broke the internet with her uh, her ass, uh, ass picture. I know Gabe saw that. My man. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know Dave saw that too. No, nah, you're lying. You're lying. Dave's, Dave's faithful to Drew. It, it broke the internet, bro. That that one camera shot. Um, but seriously, she's actually coming into her own. Like she's getting way, way better. She's way more fluid than I saw her last year. Like last year, she was looking like kind of choppy. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. So whoever's training her is doing a good job. But yeah, you definitely move on. Uh, Will and Kenny Omega. I know how Gabe right. feels. Get the Five fuck stars. out of here. <laughs> if someone tells me that match is all right, I'll be like, yo, we can't talk anymore. Like, we just can't. Five stars. You know, Jim Cornette actually. That's what a, a five-star <laughs> match looks like. He was a fan of that match. Start like, what? Jim Cornette wasn't a fan of that match. <laughs> he needs to just get <laughs> the bucket. No, nah, uh, Cornette be preaching about certain things. Like, I definitely prefer Cornette to, like, somebody who's way too extreme the other way. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was great. That was great wrestling. I'm trying was, to find exactly what he said. He, was he mad that Kenny? Ke- there was one problem with the match, and Dave, I think you texted it to me, uh, or no, no, this do at the gym, Adam. He said, "Yeah, fucking what's his Found name? It. 
Don Callis gets ejected, and then he just comes back, and the stupid. ref sees him comes back. That was just stupid. That shit made no sense. But so maybe that doesn't make it five stars for me. But the match went on long enough after that happened that I let it slide. Dave, you had something to say? I found the article. I'm I'm gonna share Jim Cornette's thoughts, but I wanted to know how you thought about the match. I was gonna say that like if that like this match is a perfect example of why the five star match scale is so fucking stupid because like this is a five star match right mm-hmm. like it, it like you can maybe put it down a little bit for the don Callis stuff i agree with that yeah but at the same time it's like if you're gonna have a match like you have so many matches that have just been handed out five stars that this match is just like worlds better than and that's not even really a slight to those matches the fucking main event it's- sorry it was better than the main event and they gave that better than he gave that five stars yeah I don't even think I don't think the main that event wasn't five stars. It was five stars at all. It's a different type of match, though. So. It's a yeah, different it's type a, of match, it, and Daniel was hurt, but yeah. Yeah. right, uh, it wasn't as good as the Kenny Omega uh, Osprey match. It just it wasn't. wasn't. It yeah, wasn't. because now you have this like this is where these things come in, where it's like they almost realize their fuck ups in the past of giving matches five stars, and they're like, wait, no, we need people to know that this match is better. Here's fucking six and three quarter <laughs> stars out of five. That makes no sense. Dave's fault, not you. Think it's done. The other Dave, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Melter, little Dave. That's because it didn't oh, happen on Japanese. <laughs> it didn't happen on Japanese soil, so he didn't want to give it five stars. And Okada was in the main event, so it's automatically five stars for Melter. Oh, I think I remember what I was gonna say earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I loved in the show how they switched the commentary team. They connected mm. it to what was going on in the pay-per-view with, with Jungle Boy turning on, on Hook and then Taz obviously being his father. Yeah. It's like heated at the table. Yeah. And then Taz was great. Excalibur and them are just like, he just took off his headset. He's just, I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. And we just got somebody else. Like, I thought that was fantastic. I yeah. Taz was great. And then thank you for bringing up the announcement because Kevin Kelly is the best in the business for me. Absolutely. Yes. He's just pleasant. He's just pleasant to hang out and watch a wrestling show with. Because Excalibur is good, but Excalibur is running. He's a lot of energy at once. It's just like you kind of have a headache by the end of the night. And Kevin Kelly is just like cool, calm. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about this storyline. It's going to be smooth. You're going to learn a little bit about wrestling and Mm -hmm. history and whatnot. And I'm going to tell a good story. And I have a good rapport with my. I think Kevin Kelly is better than anybody at like playing off of his partner, even better than Michael Cole, who's underrated at that, even better than Michael Cole at like, oh, Dave, like, like, Dave, you're the guy, former wrestler and you're just making fun of me the whole time. Like, Kevin Kelly's really good at just like taking jokes and whatnot. I don't know. That's how I feel. I thought that improved the show. I agree. Especially when, um, in the main event match, we'll, we'll obviously get to it. Um, where Okada tapped out and Kevin Kelly was like, he needed to tap out. He he needed to because he knows that the G1 is coming up in a couple of weeks. Yep. And he has that's his only opportunity to get his title back. So why why waste why all your and body hurt. and your energy and go and hurt? It's great. With Daniel. I love it. It's great. And that makes it feel like a real sport and that connects it. To New Japan storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Brian gets hurt, so it doesn't. Yeah. It won't do anything in the foreseeable future for um, Brian. 
I will say I want Okada next year's Forbidden Door. Okada has to go over because now he's 0 2 at Forbidden Door. And a guy Absolutely. of his caliber. Absolutely. Shouldn't be. How many New Japan guys actually won last night? That's my issue too. Forbidden Door, sometimes it, if there's something really on the line that it's about an AW, I just never expect the Japanese guy to win. That's true. That's a good point. I know Osprey won. And we knew Osprey was probably going to win because he has to bring the NJPW title back to mm-hmm. Japan. Where the first match, the first match, the thing the first Okada, not Okada, Omega Osprey match had over this one is I wasn't sure who was going to win. Mm. I really didn't know who was going to win. I might even thought that Osprey was going to win. Uh, where this one, it was like Kenny's not beaten the younger guy two two times in a row with mm. for his belt. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of scared. You I thought I Kenny won- was gonna win again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Kenny got way he too was much. He was his eyes. He was. I know that would make Kenny can't win, bro. They need to set up for the trilogy in the main event of All In. Yeah, that trilogy's gonna finish at WrestleMania. When the yeah, I mean, they're wrestling. Yeah, technically. Um, here's what Cornette said about that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes. <laughs> This match fell short of classics such as Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat because it lacked realism. And he added that Osprey and Omega's work look phony. The other Japanese guys on the show are so old and, and broken down or crippled or whatever because of all the stupid shit they do. There were some old fucks on that show. I'm not going to lie, bro. These guys have, have just started crippling themselves with all the stupid shit they do so they can move so it's quicker. But <laughs> they did the forearms to just. Back and forth, shitty, no contact. <laughs> Nobody could throw a fucking punch. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, you can't tell me he's not hilarious. <laughs> because I know Kenny's never been in a real fight, except the one he's got bitten in. <laughs> oh my god, bro. But one would think Ostrich being a punk. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's just funny. Uh, but... Uh, you would think Ostrich, being a punk from the UK, would have been in a few dust-ups. Anyway, here's the thing. Everybody raves about how, oh, this is going to be, whether it's Kenny or Okada or Kenny and Will or this guy and that guy, it's going to be seven stars. It's going to be a classic. It's going to be the greatest match of the year. And so when I look at these two or any match that's presented with any expectation, I say, okay, how does this compare to Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat? He said more, but that's pretty much that's pretty much the basis of what he's getting at. To be fair, I never actually I have to sit down and watch Flair Steamboat, but a lot of people talk about that match. Yeah, I gotta sit down and watch it because some matches I'm very I'm like I, I I fuck with Savage Steamboat. I watch that. Then I go back and watch classic matches sometimes, like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. And I'm like, okay, this is completely overhyped. Um, but yeah, no, those guys beat the shit out of each other. And, but he is right where when you wrestle like this, you were just not, you were going to miss time for injuries and you are going to have a shorter shelf, uh, shelf life. But like I said before, both of these guys have had, like, (laughs) if you're a fan of strictly wrestling, they've had better wrestling matches than almost anybody ever. These two guys. Yeah. Aware. Yes. The Miz. Wrestle safe, and he's going to make a lot more money than both of these guys, and have a nice long career, and cut really good promos. But there's, I as as a fan of wrestling, how many Miz matches are you like? Oh my god, blah blah blah. You know, like that's a. I I think they. I'm not going to shit on them for that. Yes, 
it's reckless, but it's reckless giving us a good show. And it was fucking awesome. The the last thing he said uh, connected to that pretty much. He was like, it was a series of moves and cool things they thought of to do strung together. Seb, you've heard me critique other matches like that. You've heard me like the Ricochet, Osprey. They're both just doing backflips next to each other. It looks too choreographed for me. All that. I've seen other matches like like Kenny versus Vikingo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that happened since. Yeah, uh, that, that 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 was during our three month. Okay, yeah. That looked like a series of moves to me. Uh, I think a lot of Lucha Kinda. Brothers look like that sometimes. Kinda, yeah. A lot of their matches look like that. But this wasn't this wasn't you're if you're saying that about this match, you were really looking for it. Cause I didn't feel that way. And I have had that critique about certain Kenny matches in the past and certain Osprey in the matches in the past, even though I think they're two of the best. Um, I didn't I just didn't see that. I saw a story. And I saw two guys going either way to brutalize each other. If anything, that match proves why story is so important in wrestling. Because I think that was one of, I think that was the only match, actually. Actually, no, no. It was one of the matches that had a story leading into it for Forbidden Door, where a lot of other stuff felt like a one-off. This one was continuing after their classic in January. And so there was already heat going into it with the rivalry with these guys and it made me care more about the match when I was watching it. Um, and I wanted will to win so bad because Kenny beat his ass so fucking bad and knew so much shit saying, Oh, you're never going to carry that company. Like how I did when I was there. And will Ospreay feels like the underdog in that situation. So I'm just naturally going for him, mm-hmm. even though they present him as a heel, but I was going for Kenny. When he kicked out at one man, that was crazy. It's awesome. Did Just not see that awesome. coming at all. Just awesome. And it's on his own move. And the last time he did it was on the double V trigger, mm-hmm. uh, but from the box or whatever they call that. Um, in both times, I just pop it. it there's nothing I pop for more. That match left me lit my adrenaline level. I don't remember the last time a match made me feel like that. I like, screamed. I was <laughs> by myself screamed. watching. I screamed. That's crazy. My literally my adrenaline went all the way up and then it didn't come down for the rest of the night. Like I went to sleep that night still thinking about that match. Mm. Yeah, that that's all I could think about after the show too. Dave, how'd you feel about the match as a whole? Which match, sorry? <laughs> we're still oh, on no. Kenny and uh and Will. Um, Dave, we're talking about WrestleMania 41. You zoned <laughs> out for two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Did Cody win? <laughs> no, Roman Roman's still the champ. No. Roman has now Roman has the two belts and as well as the um world heavyweight <laughs> and the United States. Yeah, and he's the tag champs by himself. Yo. Jesus Christ. That would be ridiculous. But yeah, Dave, what you think, man? I just remember during the match, like trying to make myself realize that like because I said this once on this podcast, I forget what I was talking about. I don't know if it was a match or it was a show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the only thing I think it might have been WrestleMania. It might have been night one of WrestleMania where I was like, the only thing I don't like about this match is that I don't get to watch it again for the first time. It like, oh, yeah. I tried to like set that in my head while I was watching this match. And I think I did, which gave me like more of an appreciation for it. 
And I remember I was just, I was literally just lying down in my bed watching it. And then Osprey hit I, I, the hidden blade and then the other move on Kenny. And I thought it was over because I wasn't paying attention. And then Kenny's leg just like fell on the rope. Oh, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I literally was lying down in my bed like this. And I set up, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then the rest of the match, I was sitting on the end of my bed, like two feet away from my TV watching yeah. it. It wasn't a finisher fest either. Yeah. It wasn't like, let's just repeatedly do the same thing over and over, which WWE has done with certain Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar matches. And I don't hear Jim Cornette talking about that. Uh, Cause there's no psychology there. It was moves um, to lead into other moves. Right. And it was <laughs> brutal moves. It was brutal yeah. moves, which is definitely the tiger, which driver. added to it. Oh, that was the only I'm surprised time I Kenny's away. not injured. That's the shit where it's like that is totally irresponsible and unreasonable, and you're shortening your career by doing it. And I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> they get to choose, right? Like you're gonna be a risk taker. I'm gonna root for it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If you're going that far for the fans, what? It's rude for me to not appreciate it when that is. Yeah. That it's crazy. Where I don't know extreme shit like people who light each other on fire and what like the CC that's a force like that's <laughs> where it's like you're not juice. going far from the fans you have something else going on like the Moxley shit it's like you're not bleeding for us you you like <laughs> bleeding it's weird yeah. um that the Kenny that that fucking driver was nuts Will ramming his head through the uh oh the, the announcer table shit yeah and then it, them just eating crazy. the that Will just eating the steps. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Like, like you could too- tell he like you could hear his forehead fucking smash on that. You know, it's it actually- cuts away, cuts away for two seconds, cuts back, and all of a sudden his entire body is covered in blood. Yeah. You know what's crazier? He he's been dealing with a lot of bad injuries for like years now. He went into this match injured and still gave us the match that he gave us. Yeah. He needs he- to take a break. His I next think- match should be all in. I think he said that he's he like. I don't know if it's like after this year or whatever. Um, he said his career is definitely on the tail end. Like he's he's thinking about hanging it up soon. He's done a lot of crazy shit, so I'm not. I'm not it's like a it's like a quarterback that like is very run that runs a lot. Yeah, or a running or, or he's legendary only thirty. Runner. I Ooh. know, Osprey. but he's been wrestling for a long oh, time. That's what we're talking about, Osprey. I thought we were talking about Kenny. No, I was talking about Osprey. Same thing though. It's like a running back. Both career. banged up. They're both banged up. But I think Kenny's definitely healthier than Osprey. Osprey is fucked right now. And he still gave us that match, so that's a testament to him. Same thing with Daniel too, where we can move on with that. Shit, his debut oh. was eleven years ago. He debuted when he was nineteen. So yeah, bro, he's been wrestling for a minute. Actually, we're not gonna move on to the main event because one match we're forgetting. Uh, and this match, unfor- oh, there's two matches we're forgetting. God damn, forgot. Uh, unfortunately, Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito. Versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki had to follow Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Yeah. Unfortunately. Anybody in that spot, they were going to have a, a terrible match. And it was also in the spot where they like the crowd knew that the only match left after that was Okada, Brian. Right. <laughs> like the worst possible <laughs> spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for them. Um, they tried. Like I say, I don't think it was terrible. But it definitely, like, the energy wasn't there. Um, 
shout out shout out the crowd because I think they were on all night. But the so Kenny match. What is that? I said that's what happens when you wrestle outside the U.S. All oh, right, the Kenny match though just took so much energy out of everybody. It was it was forty minutes of just a banger. Like, how do you expect the the crowd to just just like be there for the next match after that? It was fine. This yeah. was there. Something had to go there. Something had to go there. Yeah, and not the main event. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, we can move on. There wasn't anything really crazy with this match, anyways. The next match for the main event was MJF and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That oh, that was like second. Didn't that? That, st- that started oh. the show. Yeah. I thought that match, for what it was, was good. I thought it was a good... We're, you and I are a big Tanahashi guys. I thought that was on the on the top half of Tanahashi matches I've seen. Absolutely. I thought it was a pretty good Tanahashi match. I didn't Tana- care for it at all. I couldn't get past how, how we feel about Tanahashi matches. Sorry, he's I old. couldn't get past how fucking slow he looked. He's and old. I, I, not so bright I, about that. They're I, all I get, half the I get that he's old, but if you're old, I don't see Sting fighting for the fucking world title. Put him in a six man match where he's not on the like where he's not the sole focus. Keep why is he Cut. after last year where it also wasn't that good of a match? I don't. I get that New Japan has say in it, and he's like their guy. Or one of their big guys, so they want him to be in a high-profile match. But like, you can give me somebody else to fight for the world title. Like, you know, he's gonna lose. There's no interest factor <laughs> in that match. Of who knows, maybe he'll win. Granted, Tanahashi. there's really nobody to think that he could beat. Like, nobody would beat MJF. But still, I don't know. I didn't care for this match at all. He's honest. a superstar for for NJPW. It was him, Shinsuke and shibata back in the 2000s that were running that company like from under the dirt like they were in a bad position before those guys and they were young they were hungry they did a lot for new japan so like i guess new japan sees it as like i'm trying to think of like a comparison to tanahashi he's not the ace anymore he's not the ace anymore but it's like imagine a really washed up like john cena coming into a collab pay-per-view like you're not gonna not put him in a title match i guess like you're just not going to you can't I mean, he you fought can. for the u.s title of wrestlemania he didn't still like, a title right have tanahashi fight for the well no i was gonna say the tnt but for the past year everybody who has tnt would literally rip him apart right yeah <laughs> i was like i don't know I, I guess that was the best position for him um and you i know thought... what you know what they could have done what the six-man title is in Japan. That's six-man in terms of, like, three-on-three matches, right? Yeah. Well, I was, I've been, like, flicking through a bunch of Wikipedias of, like, some of these Japan guys, and I'm pretty sure he holds, like, some never-open-weight titles right now. Have mm-hmm. him and his two fucking teammates come fight the House of Black. Oh, they could have did that. That's a good idea. They could have did that. And yeah. it wouldn't have been so apparent of how exactly. washed up he is because it's a tag match. Exactly. Well, then again, they're usually not traditional tag matches in Japan. Like most tag matches in Japan are like tornado style, but it still would have worked out better. What about the house rules, bro? Oh, yeah, there is that too. You're right. Fuck it, Tony. You're right. Damn. How many booked the shows, Tony? You saw how how night one of WrestleMania went. I remember I booked that shit. (laughs) Booked that top to bottom. Yeah. MJF did really carry Tanahashi though. I thought what he yeah. did with Tanahashi, if anything, proved how good and MJF is in the ring. Yeah. It, it was a very classic, like old school match. 
It was entertaining. MJF was up to his shenanigans. It was good stuff. So for what it was, I, I thought it was a good match. Gabe, any, uh, any thoughts? No, not really. I thought it was fine. There was a lot of fine on this card. There was a lot of good. And there was one really, really all-time match. And then the main event was smooth. Yeah. Main so event the, was smooth. So the main event, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Anybody? Take it away. Dave, what do you think of this match? Because I uh, was still having a hangover from Kenny and, <laughs> and Osprey, but I, I, like I said, I thought it was I thought it was a good I thought it was a good match, and I was very surprised to see Okada tap out. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I Absolutely. like it better after finding out that Danielson's arm was broken because I remember watching that match thinking like, mm, like I think they could be like I think they could be doing more. And then I was like, oh, you know, he's selling the arm, whatever. It turns out he wasn't selling the arm. That shit was actually <laughs> fucking broken. <laughs> and then, yeah, like Gabe said, I didn't expect Okada to tap out because I just don't know enough about New Japan. I didn't know if he was one of those guys that just like has never tapped out or anything like he that. He tapped out a few times. It's it's like rare, it's, though. It's a big deal when he does. Yeah. yeah, that I figured at least. But I just I do remember watching it and enjoying what i was seeing but just thinking that i wanted a little bit more but yeah it's like they never got out of like first gear yeah exactly they were just wrestling a smooth but you also don't know what point in the match danielson broke his arm i think it was the first 10 minutes okay then after that he wrestled like another 10 to 15 with a broken arm which is crazy because the match is 27 minutes shit he might have 27 minutes he wrestled like 17 minutes with a broken arm insane and he was doing like submissions and shit i don't understand he's a he's an animal i thought the match was pretty good definitely a little disappointing because i know everybody had high expectations for it this is brian danielson and okada like you expect just like a pure classic you do just hearing that name of, of those two in the match but for well, I, I was going to say for whatever reason, but we know the reason now. Um, those two just, they gave you a different type of match. It was very submission-based. It was very technical. Um, it wasn't the wild craziness of Okada, I mean, of uh, Osprey and Omega, but it was still good in its own right. It's just it didn't meet expectation that a lot of people had. I think that's fine. Maybe, Maybe if these two meet again, they'd go a little harder like in new japan or something like that but um yeah i just i thought i thought it was cool i thought it was all right it, it, but it definitely just wasn't better than osprey and and omega like that just stole the show yeah anything following that match was doomed uh, so like that's just they, <laughs> it, it's it's unfortunate that those two have to be that good but yeah anything following just would have been would have been cursed uh, the the submission, the tap out, definitely surprised me too. I did not see that coming. I I was in Discord watching it. I was just like, "Oh, he tapped out what?" Like I just, I didn't see that coming at all. It was crazy. Um, it did feel kind of abrupt though, the way that they did it. Maybe maybe the ref or something called a quick audible. Not quick because his arm was broken for like seventy minutes. But in terms of their match, because maybe they were supposed to go like forty minutes, just like. Um, just like Osprey and and Kenny, but 
maybe the ref was like, man, he's injured. This is enough. Like, you guys got to, like, wrap this up. But, yeah, that was smooth. Uh, overall, overall feeling of the of the show, like a rating or whatever. I'll give it, like, three and a half, three, seven, five. I really liked it. Yep. Uh, I'll go three and a half as well. Okay. I'm actually uh four. I'm going to go four in this, four out of five. I enjoyed a lot of the matches. Yeah, I I think if the build was better, I thought that build was better than the last pay per view. Yeah, it's just been low standards though. Mm. It, the, the Tony's booking has, it's, I don't know. But well, it's it, not it's not it's not his booking anymore because he has a whole team. This team sucks. It kind of does. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I don't I've, know. I've, I've said this. I'm gonna give him week. shit. No, I'm gonna give Tony shit because when something goes wrong in WWE, it's Vince. And when something goes right in AW, it's Tony. This is how I see it with a lot of people. And I'm like, no, be consistent. So if we're going to if we're gonna blame WWE shortcomings on Vince, I would blame AW shortcomings on Tony. And I do I, think a lot of it is 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 him. At the end of the day, everything has to go through him. He does get final say. That's true. Just how everything has to go through Vince or in the past it has. Who fucking knows now? Who knows but, now? <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I, sometimes and I heard somebody else say this, so this isn't my my take, but I agree with it. It's like it, it, sometimes it feels like a kid trying to get his homework done just in time. The way mm. some of these pay per views matches come together and shit. I, I definitely agree. Sometimes it it does for sure, um, especially recently. I've just I've I've said this in the past too. This is not a new opinion. I'm not a fan of writing teams per se. I mean, Tony did kind of need one just because he was getting way more wrestlers than he can handle, and he didn't have a second show yet. So I'm like, and he was doing with ROH, so I'm like, one guy can't deal with all this. He's going to need some more cooks in the kitchen. But that's usually the problem with wrestling teams is there's too many cooks in the kitchen, and it just, I don't know. It Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It depends mm-hmm. on how many people you have, yeah. to be honest. Something else I was going to say earlier that I also just remembered. And this one, Tony's getting shitted on because it just doesn't make sense at all. They revealed after the pay-per-view, All Out is a week after All In. Why what? do we need that? Why do That's we need so that? so dumb. And, and how, we, how are you going to expect people to pay $60 <laughs> for All In and then another 60 a week later? All Out? Like, it's just not happening. It's, it's crazy. It's th- cr- That's, that's crazy. I didn't know that. That's a lot to ask for. That's like, also a lot for the wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. So you think All In's probably going to be like what it was before, where it's all the indies have their shows. So like you'll probably have some ROH shit. You'll have AEW. You, maybe. maybe you'll probably have some, if they want, New Japan stuff. And it would be like ROH versus ROH guys type of shit. I don't know. Maybe, but it's just, I don't know, man. That's, that makes that's it too less much enticing. Sport. That makes it less enticing that you'll have some of those like other indie guys on there because like I respect that they wrestle on the indies and stuff like that, but I just don't really care don't know about them. that. And it's like it's a stadium show, and they haven't really announced anything for it besides the fact that it's just going to be at the stadium. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like, far away. They they maybe they'll start July, like mid July, start like building around it. Yeah, but what but, are you going to do for all out then? Exactly. That's that's my issue. It's like you can't build a pay per view in a week. 
you're not going to like there. So you're telling me all out's not going to have fucking 12 matches again this year. Like, <laughs> right. That's like, good enough for me. I guess that's one thing you could say is, well, yeah, you're not going to be at all in, but you're going to be at all out, which is like, okay, so you want this match to be in front of 14,000 people because it's not good enough to be in front of 60,000 people. So right. I probably shouldn't care about this match as much. Right. Could be like WWE where it's like a two night event now. What is all in and all out? All in, all out. So like, oh, they split the show between. It's almost like WWE is two nights of WrestleMania. This will be like something could happen at All Out and could get resolved at All In. I don't know. Whatever comes first. That's that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Back when Roman won the title originally, he came back at SummerSlam and he won it. I think like the next week at Payback or some shit. Yeah. 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 That's what happened. Yeah. I remember that. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. The other ridiculous part about it is All Out in Chicago. They just finished a tour in Chicago. What's up with the city burnout? They just where, finished Chicago. That's yeah, where they get I'm desired over. pops. I'm over Chicago. And 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 Tony Khan's from Chicago. So maybe it's a little biased. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh, it's easy. It's an easy sell. It's easy everything. But you are always going to be and I'm not saying they want to be better than WWE, but they are always going to be a significant second place if it's like you have to resort to just going to the same city over and over to get like that that type of reaction from a crowd. Yeah. You just you just don't go to a city that much. Like those people have already paid. <laughs> They've been to it's a bunch. Like, how how many shows a year do they get? Who Chicago? Yeah, <laughs> at least one pay per view. At least <laughs> one pay per view, and then maybe like two or three other appearances. If we get two, we usually get two, right? Right, so I feel like they get they gotta get like twice six. as many at least. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, they begin now. They got two amounts. shows. They'll be going there even more. Getting two pay per views, really? Yeah, it's insane. In one year, I wish shit. At least we're getting blood and guts shit. in Boston. At I least one. I want That's one. True. We still gotta get those tickets. Yeah. Can I get an AW pay per view in Boston? Can it, please? Fuck Tony. Damn. Maybe that's what he's testing the garden for. Right. That that's a good point. We just have to bring our A game on that Wednesday. I feel like people sleep on on Boston as a wrestling crowd. I think we're top five. I would say we're top five. I would say we're top five. I think Chicago is better than us. Toronto is probably better than us. Um, We're like a sweet medium. We're talking U.S. Right? Obviously. Yeah, Toronto's close. Toronto or or North America. America. North America. Yeah, Montreal. Montreal's all right. I think Toronto. I haven't heard Montreal enough. Like Montreal popping for like Bret Hart and, and Sammy. That doesn't count. Yeah, Elimination Chamber is in Of course, you're going to pop for your boy. Okay, um, that's fair. <laughs> but like Boston goes crazy for everybody. Chicago goes crazy. Toronto does go crazy. New York. New, New York. York's pretty good. MSG. New York when they want to be. Sometimes. I'd say we're top five. Yeah. Easy. Like, I, I don't just. I don't understand. I feel like these wrestling companies be sleeping on us. Like, yeah. we haven't had a fucking WrestleMania in years. We're not going to get a WrestleMania. It's, it's terrible. Well, and we don't have a 3,000 billion seat arena. They yeah, can't Gillette's go to Foxborough? Gillette's not big enough. I wish they would do Foxborough. I wish they would get over the numbers. Aren't they expanding Foxborough? They just made a bigger so. screen. Uh, <laughs> damn. That's, Dave. That's Dave's neck of the woods. Yeah. Damn. As far as I know, they just made another like you know the jumbotron and Gillette how it's yeah. the screen and then there's like the advertisements next to it. 
I think now that whole thing extended from the bleachers on one side to the bleachers on the other side is now one screen. Oh shit. Damn. It's yeah, it's huge. It's kind of crazy. Pretty sweet. I wish they would make seats above that though. Cause then you could fit shit like more shit like that. It's not it's not always about the numbers, man. Just come to Boston. Yeah. This is this is ridiculous. You got nothing oh. out here, man. I'm I'm heated. Yeah. Do we have anything else on the agenda? No, that was the whole agenda. Well, any final thoughts on wrestling this year so far? Or or since April? Before um, we go. I think it's been pretty slow on on both sides, kind of, um, mm-hmm. since April. But I feel like now it's heating up for the summer. Also yeah, for, on on yeah, both forbid, sides. Yeah, Forbidden Door is gonna help, you know, light a spark under AEW's ass. Mm-hmm. Now you got a stadium show tomorrow for mm-hmm. WWE. It's gonna be crazy, really, which is a very good start because it's just because of the show that it is. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Drew's gonna come back. He's gonna turn heel. He's gonna we'll see steal the briefcase Drew's from LA Knight, which turns LA Knight face, and then he's gonna cash it on Roman. I'm gonna be rock hard. <laughs> You're gonna be rock hard, Juice Robinson. <laughs> Rock no. hard Dave Uso. <laughs> rock, rock, rock hard Juice <laughs> Robinson. Rock hard Yo. Dave Uso accused of Rock hard Dave Uso accused of of touching Joey Janela back, back in two thousand eight. Fuck Joey Janela. Fucking crybaby. All 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 he's good for is being a one trick pony getting oh. tossed around into hardcore shit. But yeah. We're gonna we're gonna hear like podcast recording stopped, and all of a sudden Gene's gonna join. He's gonna be like, Gene Lesnar's up in this place. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Gene. Yeah. Gene will be on the next episode. Next For episode, sure. we'll definitely do more WWE talk because we didn't. You Absolutely, know, Forbidden Door just happened. We were obviously gonna talk about AEW today, but we'll be fresh off of Money in the Bank next time. Or, or absolutely. So and we'll, regardless, we'll have a lot of WWE stuff to talk about. Let's see how the women's it, session went next time too. Next time. We'll talk. We can talk about um, Dark Side of the Ring too, because that's been out. That's been. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah, didn't we'll even think about little, that. Yeah, a little bit of that next time. Uh, that's always fun. But yeah, everybody listening, I hope you enjoy what wrestling has to bring you this summer. I was gonna say, I hope you enjoy Money in the Bank, but this will be out after that. I um, hope you enjoyed Money in the Bank. We hope you. We hope it was a great show. I hope Stone Cold came back and stunned everybody in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope Queen Elizabeth came out to the Undertaker. Oh God! Y'all. Oh. <laughs> a lightning bolt just hit that coffin. That iron. That crazy bitch. No way. No way. It's Iron Sheik. Oh no. Jesus Big Boss Man from under no. the ring. Yeah. Big Boss Sheik Man. Sheik will come back when they go to the Middle East. Oh. Y'all. Oh. Fabulous Moolah. At Crown Jewel L. <laughs>